This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saints, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andrea Peter from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. This is Brant Bjork. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. So keep listening. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Welcome, one and all, to episode 150 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this monumental number of 150 men, for a while there, I was going full bore. I remember my first year, I was doing the Fusion Sonica podcast, which I've recently resurrected, was doing Fusion Sonica radio, was doing Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks radio, and within the first year, I had done... 250 some odd episodes of everything. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, I remember at one point in time, I did something because I was going to be on my honeymoon and, and I went and I took and did something ridiculous. Like, uh, like I was doing two to three episodes of Fusion Sonica a week in preparation for me being away like anyone really gave a fuck. <laughs> and was going to miss, you know, not having one episode per week. And, you know, it was giddy initially and wanting to put out as much content as possible. And before that sort of flopped and was recently reinvented. Uh, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to FusionSonica.com and you'll see that instead of being the good old, you know, freeform Spanish version of basically Mars Attacks. It is now completely in English. It is a half-hour show which is released uh, bi-monthly, and it focuses on hard rock and metal. And it's it's a lot of fun to um, put those episodes together. They're fast, they're easy to do, and, and that's why I've been doing them. They don't feel like a chore where when I was doing the the full full-blown Spanish thing, it was such a fucking chore. Because there were people that you've never heard of, basically, giving me a hard time about interviewing them. Well, we don't do interviews. Um, we want you to pay for our music if you're, if, if you're going to be, you know, if, if you want to pay, if you want to play a 30-second snippet, we want you to buy our CD. I'm like, 
dude, nobody knows who you are. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. No, no, no. We have a big following in our hometown. Right. You have a big following in those four square fucking blocks of where you live. So that's, that's awesome, dude. It's awesome that your friends love your band, that your mother knows that you're in a band. But beyond there, you know, no one gives a fuck about who you are. I'm trying to help. I'm not saying, and I would tell everybody, you know, I'm not, I can't promise that, you know, you're going to have album sales, can't promise this, can't promise that. All I can promise is that I'll put you on my show and I'll help bring you to my listeners. And then they need to choose whether they want to go out and buy your music or not. Nope. There were still people that gave me hard times over it. So that's why I stopped that and. That's why I've recently resurrected it. The the plan to do so was in place for about a year. And finally, I said, okay, well, it's either shit or get off the pot. Shit or get off the pot. And I kicked that off in the beginning of this year. So beginning of last month. And you can go once again to FusionSonica.com and check that out. You can also check out links to that right on MarsAttacksRadio.com. And like all of the other shows that I do, all the other podcasts, um, you can find them on iTunes, you can find them on Stitcher, you can find them on um, on Google Play as well. Although it's it's sort of odd with Google Play, being that that I am in Spain, there you know the the podcasting portion isn't available here, so I have to jump through all types of fucking hoops to get that going, but all my podcasts are there. Uh, my other shows include No Metal Cred, which is a basically a pop and rock uh, podcast that I alternate weeks when it's released with Fusion Sonica. Same deal, it's a half-hour bi-monthly show, and it touches on all types of, uh, you know, non- hard rock and, and metal things. And uh, what I'm contemplating doing, I may take a page out of uh, Mark Striegel's book and include an episode of both of these podcasts within the Mars Attacks feed so that you guys can get a feel for what I'm doing with those shows. And if you're so interested, you can subscribe to them. And I'm sure that people that are already subscribed are people that listen to this podcast. So I do thank you for um, for subscribing to that. Uh, my other show, yes, there's still two more. <laughs> it's a it's an even shorter show. It's a 15-minute show. It tends to be 15 minutes long, 15 to 20 minutes long. That I release on a weekly basis, and I talk about, I pretty much pick a topic and and go with it from there. You know, I've talked about different technological things, and these last few weeks, thanks to um, uh, Chris Aiken inviting me on the Classic Metal Show, I've talked about podcasting nightmares uh, on my Victor M. Ruiz podcast. There's no music, there's no nothing again, that's a relaunch of that podcast, or it's just me talking for a few minutes. And uh, and again, this week we talk about podcasting nightmares. This should be the end of that, but, you know, as time goes on, there may be other things that will sort of fuel that fire and give us, you know, more material to 
to touch upon more podcasting nightmares. So, and the last podcast is the Galaxy of Geeks podcast, which is all geek-related stuff. There's plenty of cool, you know, trailers out there that are coming up for different Marvel movies, and obviously there's going to be a new Star Wars movie at the end of the year. So, and Walking Dead is back, and at some point, you know, uh, Game of Thrones will be back sometime this summer. So, I mean, that's that's the type of stuff we talk about. Movies, TV, comic books now and then, video games now and then. So it's a little of, of everything. And um, the final thing I do want to plug, which I always plug at the beginning of the show, is Ear Peeler, uh, which is my podcasting news site. And uh, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, or if you're a fan of another show and your show doesn't appear on Ear Peeler, please... Drop us a line via the contact uh, page right there on Ear Peeler. I want to help promote as many shows as possible. And, you know, the, the site is growing slowly but surely. And I appreciate those of you that go to that, that site and check out all the news. I also want to thank the person that used our... Amazon links right here on Mars Attacks Radio to make a purchase. I believe it was last week, and we got a nice small kickback. So you don't pay anything additional. We're just providing a lead to Amazon uh, for any purchase that, that is made, and it is greatly appreciated. And I keep saying this, and I'm almost close to uh, finishing up the preparations for the Patreon campaigns for both Ear Peeler and Mars Attacks, which is what will be initially launched uh, within, if not this month, it'll definitely be launched in March. And I hope that, you know, uh, more than one person has said, hey, you need to launch a Patreon. You know, I definitely support. Um, That's something that, you know, hopefully we can do and, and be somewhat successful with. I'm not asking for... You know, I'm not, I'm not delusional. Whatever we get, we get. And that's, that's pretty much it. So uh, I appreciate anyone that listens to my shows, anyone that helps out, anyone that comments. Uh, believe me, I'm absolutely thrilled um, that any of you would even give a shit about what I have to say. Um, so anyway, episode 150, we have Stephen Piercy. Um, not the former lead singer, because he's the current lead singer of Rat. This was recorded roughly a month ago. They just did a show up in Minnesota, I believe, at a casino, at a Treasure Island casino, I believe it's called. And there are pictures online and videos and, and whatnot. And it was awesome to have Steven on. We had a, a slight hiccup to kick things off, but... After editing the video, the, the excuse me, the interview and listening back to it, I've got, I've got two different things on my mind. I'm, I'm sort of brushing what I was talking about Patreon to the back, which is why a video just popped into my mind. We'll get more. Well, I'll let you know more about that when it's when it's ready to go. But anyway, I'm mixing the two up. So when I edited Stephen's interview, it turned out better than what I thought it did that first night 
after doing the the interview. Um, I don't know, maybe I need a, a thicker skin or, or I don't know what, but I mean, it just it just seemed like when I first did the interview, it was like, ah, <laughs> you know, it, it just was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And it turned out when I edited the thing, it was a lot better than what I remembered it as being. So, you know, maybe it was, maybe it was me being a negative Nancy, you know, I, I don't know. But, uh, but I think it was cool. I think he touches upon a lot of cool things and uh, I hope you guys enjoy what you hear. Um, I do want to play some rat tunes. Well, I, I want to play uh, a rat, something from rat and I want to play something off of smash before jumping on into the interview, uh, I know that uh, I, I exchanged, well, actually, I'll say this. I listened to quite a few different interviews that Stephen had done uh, because I didn't want to ask the same old things that other people were asking. And I sort of was able to accomplish that because, I mean, I still want to talk about the album and, and get that out there. And obviously, people still want to talk about Rat. And it was funny because I I was exchanging emails with um, Mark Striegel as I was listening to the Talking Metal interview. And I wrote something to him saying, you know, great, I, I'm so happy that you did, you know, you brought up something from Invasion of Your Privacy because I absolutely love that album. That's probably my favorite Rat album. And as right after I send it off, I hear him say that, <laughs> you know, the album was okay and... Blah, 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 you know, it was, um, he, he wasn't saying that it sucked by any means, but he preferred the EP in the first album over it. And it was funny, he responded, and I said something like, oh, I just heard your comments. Uh, I guess I should have waited, you know, until, waited to write you until after I listed the whole thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was funny, me uh, getting giddy and, and writing to him about it. But, uh, man, there's, there are a lot of things that they, they did throughout their career. And I'll be honest here. The only album that, that really sort of lost me, and some are better than others, but Reach for the Sky is the, is the one album that eh, just, I mean, outside of the track Chain Reaction and City to City, I'm being quite honest here that the rest really didn't grab me. I'm not saying that that's a bad album. And, and I mean, this is my opinion. It does not mean that the album sucked by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I've always found something to enjoy off of each one of their albums. And I mean, they've they've put out some great, great material over the years, and, you know, I pride myself in not going down, you know, the, the usual avenues and, you know, playing different things. So, I mean, I don't want to use, uh, Jesus, I'm reading song titles here, never use love. I don't want to use love, I was about to say. Um, I don't want to use a track that you're used to hearing, so I don't want you're in love or, or lay it down. So, um, 
again, I, I think that there's a lot of great stuff off of this album. And uh, the, the track I, I will get into is track number seven, which is What You Give Is What You Get by Rat. Thank you. 
So yeah, lesser known track, but still something that I definitely enjoy by the band. Uh, there was another band that, uh, there's a lot of different things that Steven has worked on over the years. Uh, the other noticeable one was the band Arcade, which, you know, was was his band after Rat. And here's a track that I've always loved. This is coming off of the the first arcade album. This is Dancing with the Angels.
All right, so let's get into a track off of Smash. And this is the track that a lot of people have talked about because it obviously sounds the most like Rat. The name of the track is 10 Miles Wide. We'll get into a little sound sample of this. And then from there, we will jump right on into the interview with Steven. how when infestation came out i kept telling people that to me that was the the perfect blueprint for a band that had come come out around the same time as rat and wanted to make something new that that was the perfect blueprint for bands to follow and i feel that with smash you've done this once again where other artists try to catch on to like certain trends you've put out a album that has a foot in the past but it's the same time sounds modern and sounds fresh thank you um is there anything specific that you can attribute to doing that with both of these albums um which record are you talking about before I, I said infestation but with infestation and and smash i feel like oh. you, you really touch on the past but really make it your own and make it modern at the same time yeah, with um, 
infestation was a, a, a whole other process because it had co-writers, myself, and we didn't have one in the mix also, right. uh, which made a big difference. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's one of our best records. I think it's a good one. But it's by far reached our expectations, but we barely got through that. Okay. Uh, for many reasons, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. Uh, you work with the best of what you got. Mm-hmm. Producer, producer was great. Environment is great. Um, but as far as my record, Smash, it was uh, pretty much a created, you know, uh, sobering environment. Uh, we knew what we were writing. We had more than enough music. We wanted to, you know, uh, be very diverse. Uh, we We had our minds made up from day one how we wanted this to be. I mean, the diversity, you could definitely tell that it's there because every track sounds different. I mean, obviously, you're singing, so it has your signature sound, but everything from, you know, you feel influences coming from here to there. So it really makes sense to listen to the album from beginning to end because it takes you on a journey throughout. So obviously, you're saying that that was done on purpose. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. And... I read in other interviews where you comment on playing live and how you don't need money to play live. You play live because you want to play live. And it seems like the ideology with Smash is, is sort of the same. You're saying that it was planned out, but it was planned out to make it what you wanted it to be rather than what others wanted it to be. Correct. Yeah. You know, I didn't want expectations from people thinking – you know, which I could do records every day. I didn't want uh, those expectations like, oh, it's just going to be Steven yelling at people. Well, I do that for a profession. I yell at you. But I also play guitar and write songs and and uh, produce. And But, you know, we knew exactly what we wanted to do. We were going to ebb and flow, light and dark, hit subjects that subject matters that people have to think about and you know, of course, there's a tongue-in-cheek song here and there, Lollipop, and per se. Uh, uh, but, you know, we really... We really wanted to make this our my best solo record ever. And, and we still have songs sitting in the can from this. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so you already have plans to do something in the future? I mean, the deal with Frontier, is it for multiple albums or is it just for this one? It, it was for it was for an option record and this record I'm sure will be pretty good, hoping. So I it, it's up to them. It, it does you know, it is what it is. I, I just make records and make them sound as good as they can while I have the time to do it, you know. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of artists talk about how the word album has been taken out of when you record material, but a lot of times it's like a photo album where similar to what you're saying, you're taking the best or the best what you have at that time or the best pictures at that time and you're compiling it all together to give someone a full image of what you had going on at that time. Sure, there's a beginning, middle, and end of this. And another thing with this is it's being released in vinyl so I could actually say album. <laughs> Very true. 
that's that's uh definitely awesome um you mentioned about the riffs i mean there are all different types of riffs on here and you've been involved with so many different um uh like quintessential and just different riffs over the years both in Rattan and, and there's a lot of great things on smash as well that really stand out there's definitely a lot of things that i hear in newer music that i i listen to it and i'll think wow you know that's definitely has a a rat influence to it um does it sort of bug you that some of these newer bands will or have you guys as a as an influence but maybe look back at that time period in the 80s and don't give it the credit that it should receive no because you know they won't be receiving the gold and platinum albums that we worked 10 years for to get <laughs> number That's one true it'll, it'll be harder for them to achieve that kind of success unless they're very lucky and uh number two you know i have my influences too i mean you'll hear a priest or a or a, a zeppelin influence or a uh, Blue Oyster Cult, or if you look hard enough, uh, um, you know, different people, you know, and so if yeah. they do that with our music, that's part of the course, as long as they just don't really rip you off, you gotcha. know. I mean, if somebody's going full full gamut into, like, taking your style, and, and you know, that's a whole other ball game, you know. Gotcha. Okay. And you just touched upon gold and platinum albums and, and all that. There are a lot of people that sort of, I guess, don't go with how the times have changed, um, with how the music industry works. Do you have the same sort of, I mean, does it matter to you that in 2017 that you need to have a gold or a platinum album? How do, how do you reach success nowadays with, for example, with this album? Well, believe it or not, they still give us platinum albums. <laughs> our records, our records still sell. Well, we don't look at it. we don't look at it that way. Look, you can sell seventy thousand units, and you can be top ten. You know, you can have a number yeah. one record because everybody's buying singles. I mean, they should have a singles chart and a and an award for the most singles sold. I'm surprised they don't. You know. Uh, you get a bronze rec bronze record if you sell a hundred thousand singles, or you, you know, I mean, because there's people literally out there selling five, ten, you know, <laughs> one, two, three, four million singles. You know, uh, it's crazy, but and that's how you know unidirectional everything it is in the business. They only want that one song. Everything's short-minded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, even with that, they don't count, for example, streaming, and I'm sure you get plenty of plays off of all the hits that you've had in the past and, and all the big albums that you had back then. Yeah, we get paid for it, you know. I mean, it, it, it doesn't go unnoticed, you know. We get paid, paid every which way around the corner, you know. Um, so, in that respect... Uh, you know, it, it, it's just an odd environment. I don't believe the record companies were even prepared for what was to come, you know? Yeah. What, what was to happen. Otherwise, they might have 
structured things a bit differently as it was, you know, being turned on its side, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's just, so that, that's a whole trippy thing right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, this streaming thing and this and that, it, it, it's pretty interesting, you know. Hey, as long as they buy something, you know. Yeah, that's why you're out there doing what you do, you know. Yeah, and uh, and I agree with you. I think the industry really wasn't ready, and technology went and flew past what the industry was ready for. And unfortunately, the labels are trying trying to catch up. And you know, unfortunately, everyone that's been sort of caught up in the wheels and in the cogs in between the bands, artists, and everything are, are sort of reeling from the industry reeling as a result. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys have been around for you've been around since since the 80s um, with MTV and with everything else. And one of the other things that there's been a lot of arguments between fans over the years is the whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. At some point, you got to think that they have to start inducting bands from your time period. Do you think that Rat could eventually get into the Rock Hall? Well, I'm sure we're eligible, but it's all politics, you know. Right. And, and, you know, being it's all politics, um, you know, that it is what it is, you know. Um, you kind of got to either accept it or not. I don't make a fuss about it. My music's out there. It'll always live. We've done well, and, and, and it's never going to uh, go anywhere. In about a month or so, you're playing a date with Rat, and there are other dates out there. Um, is there any sort of ETA for new news regarding the band? Well, my band has to start my uh, Smash uh, tour shows begin March 11th. They run through June 1st or 2nd. And then in between there, we have uh, quite a lot of festivals with Rat. Um, okay. We just added two more, and we're headlining a, a M3 and a couple others of them. And, um, you know, I'm giving, leaving the summer open for the Rat shows because by then we would be ready and, uh, you know, to really make a final assault on, on everybody out there. And, and start work on a record at the end of the year so we can uh, work on 2018. Very cool. If you had to pick between working with Elvis Biscay again or Bo Hill, which would you pick? I always want Bo Hill. You know, I'd always have him back in the mix. But, you know, Elvis is good as a producer, but, um, you know, it's, it's every year is a different time. You know, I mean, I produced this record on my own because Bo wasn't available. So Matt and I, with uh, Eric's help, we just put our heads together and knowing what we know. I mean, I've been through it. done like 20 records. and um, You know, we did a good job. So, But if I had a choice, I would love to have Bo Hill mix a rap record, definitely, or, or produce a rap record. Why not? We started together, you know. Sure. 
and nobody's going to know the band better than him. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. So, um, touch, touching back on Smash again before the we wrap up the interview here. Uh, the album comes out in roughly a week. You have dates all the way up till the summer, and after the summer, do you intend on doing anything more? With a solo band, or, or that's when you start to focus on writing for that Rat album? We're probably ready for the uh, the Rat album, um, but it, it depends. I mean, because we're going to we're we're already instigating going to Japan and you know Australia and South America, so we've got a lot of other things to do. You know, I want to go to Europe and do some shows, so we'll be out there for, we're going to be gone quite a bit this year, and probably next year, and then take a break, and who knows, it'll be our 10th record when it's done, and that's a good number, maybe we might just call it a day, maybe we won't, I don't know, year by year, but we're all in a very good place, and um, that's all that matters. Yeah, that that, that seems very important, and... I mentioned off air about um, the interview you did with uh, Neely from the Classic Metal Show. The the most important piece that I think I took away from that was the word patience and how it seemed like everything had to be in the right spot to move forward with Rat to do stuff with the band, and that you were in no hurry, as you're no. saying now. It could be your last album. You could have more, but I mean, it's so much better, in my opinion, to hear something like that as opposed to. You know, thinking that you're still going to put out 20 albums. Yeah, or somebody who has to rush it out. I mean, when I do my own stuff, I do it because I'm so hyped up and, and, you know, I just like writing and recording. That's just part of what I do, you know? Right. Yeah. Awesome. So if you want people to keep up to date with what you have going on, is there a specific spot that they should go to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go to Stephen Dash. Piercy.com and and then or you can go to the Rat Pack website or the Rat Twitter. It's all relative. It's all on my site, Rat and uh, so and Smash stuff. And uh, yeah, they're still called albums because my record Smash comes out in an on, on vinyl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome, and and I definitely recommend everyone check it out. It is really. A great, great listen from beginning to end, and I'm not just saying that because I have you on the phone, but I, I truly believe that it's one of the strongest hard rock albums I've heard in some time. I thank you, my friend. I appreciate that very much. Hi, this is Stephen Piercy from Rat. We're going to smash on Mars Attack.
coming off of the album Smash by Stephen Piercy. Yeah, I apologize for those different um, sound anomalies uh, with, uh, with that interview before I started tinkering with the sound and trying to, to better it. And i um, still working on it. Hopefully we'll be, you know, getting all the various, you know, staticky sounds and different things finally worked out of here. I, I do apologize. For that, um, uh, there's maybe an, an interview or two more that I've done that has that similar type sound. So I, I apologize for that. I, I do want to thank Stephen for coming on. I will also want to thank John Freeman for helping that interview come together. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, definitely pick up Smash. Um, that track to me sounds, you know, obviously it's Stephen singing, so... You're you're gonna you know you're gonna see that similarity there, but there's definitely a, a bunch of stuff that um, that varies. There's as I mentioned during the interview, there's stuff that sounds like like Old Rat. There's stuff that sounds like Van Halen. There's stuff that sounds like Aerosmith. Stuff that sounds like Led Zeppelin. So there's all these different things that are coming in that just make this sound like an absolutely great great album. So. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, we're going to leave you with another snippet off of Smash to give you another reason to go out and check the album out. Uh, this is the track that kicks everything off. Definitely has a Zeppelin vibe to it. Definitely sounds like uh, um, like in, in, the, in the light. Excuse me. With the whole uh, uh, Hammond beginning the whole thing. And uh, again, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. And we hope to see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 